When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And a very good morning to you. Welcome to Breakfast with Pat and Heels on this Tuesday, the 20th of February. Uh, we're brought to you, of course, by Burbank Homes, the builder you can trust. You can bank on Burbank Homes and Hyundai. The all-new Hyundai Kona N-Line is now available. Love you to join us. Lots to talk about today. 13, 13, 55. One of the teams is already on the plane and headed to Vegas. That's the Bunnies. Um, that's the Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line. Or you can text us 0467 736 736. I might be talking the entire show. It could be a bit icy in the studio today. I forgot to pick up heels this morning. He was stranded oh, on this. Oh, thank God it wasn't raining. <laughs> Standing outside checking all the cars to see if it's you. Is it you know, thinking you might have a loan car from Barton's? And uh, a few people told me to get out. Get out, mate. Yes, the mighty Calais was, uh, was in for a service yesterday. No, but I've got it back. And uh, no, I just flat forgot you. I, oh. Look, I must admit, I had it in my head, and I know you've got a board meeting today for the Bulls Masters. Uh, and I thought I thought you'd texted me and said no, I'll I'll go straight to uh, the board meeting. Don't worry about picking me up tomorrow. So you, clearly I've got that you wrong. Thought, eh? <laughs> Could you check your text, maybe? <laughs> Just have a quick look at that. Mm. Um, but we're back. We're here. We're here. Yes. And so is Rosie. Rosie. Ah, oh, It'll be okay. Paris is possible again. Yeah, well, it was never in doubt, was it? Well, I don't know what the equestrian, uh, equestrian <laughs> Australia are like. They're but the... they were swift and uh, they've been criticised for even dealing with one complaint yeah. so seriously. But they were swift and got him available again. The stand down's finished. Yes, this is the Mankini scandal. Uh, it was all over the news last night. In fact, uh, I've, you know, obviously I stay loyal to Seven. I was watching Seven's news. So our chief reporter, Chris Reason, uh, he was he was allocated the story yesterday. The big jobs. Yeah. So he went out and actually had a chat to Shane Rose. If you're only just catching up with it, it's, it's, uh, but we were just poo-pooing this yesterday. Oh, yeah, you can't, man, Keenies, <laughs> you can't do that. So he's a three-time Olympic equestrian medalist. He's one of the elite riders in the world. And, like, his first medal goes back to Rio. So he's been around for a long I time. It's, I thought it was 20, 20 and 8. Yeah. that's not, that Rio was 16. Uh, well, okay, yeah, that's right. It was. It goes back to 08, yeah, because yeah. it was it was London, and then uh, then Rio. So yeah, it was it was Beijing. Yes, yeah, Beijing in 08. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, for how those long of you, he's had a mankini for. Well, yeah, I wonder where he, wonder where <laughs> yeah, you buy mankinis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask Alf. Um, so basically, there was a fancy dress day. He's put on a gorilla suit. I'm thinking he was Duff Man as well, but he also put on the mankini. And look, uh, they're saying that maybe there was one complaint and it's caused this unbelievable 
storm in a teacup. So so much so that at one point they were speculating, will Shane Rose actually go to Paris with the Australian Olympic oh. team because he wore a mankini? What a joke. He the but the possibility was he stands down from a qualifying tournament next weekend in New Zealand. Yeah. And so he it sounds like he hasn't qualified yet, but he's expecting to. Yeah. And how many eyeballs are going to be on the equestrian in Paris? <laughs> well done. <laughs> it's exactly right. But, look, there's been fallout, Helens. I mean, in the story that, that I saw on, on the news last night, one of the equestrian Australian board members has actually stood down over, you know, the way it was handled. They said, you know, they've basically pilloried him and and said, you know, we, you know why are you doing this? And they said, we're going to investigate and there are repercussions if you're found guilty. So one of the equestrian board members said, well, this is the greatest overreaction I've ever heard. I'm standing mm. down. And Shane Rose has been, he's handled it beautifully. He's apologised if he caused any offence and, and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, what do you think? Fair dinkum. It's, it's one of the great overreactions of all time. 13, 13, 55. The text line is 0467 736 736. I feel sorry for him that he's been put through this. Uh, and hopefully he can go on again, and his next competition is in New Zealand. And yeah, let's hope he seals whatever he's got to do to uh, to get the. I wonder Paris. what he missed out on yesterday. He was stood down for one day. Yeah, did he miss <laughs> some big? Um, so, so yeah, no, he yeah he handled it very well. Those stand down type uh, actions. You know, no. is it a is it a sensible director saying right? I'm going to leave all you idiots. Yeah, I know. and it's, you know you want your sensible ones in there. <laughs> did he not get? Did he not get his his way well enough? And they they continued on the the path that he disagreed with, and then he decides, well, that's it for me. Was he close to being out? Anyway, so Rosie's there. Rosie's here. Yeah, he'll be. Let's hope he's on the plane to to Paris. But yeah, it's a woke society, isn't it? I mean, one complaint. Has caused it. This has gone global, Hills. I see the BBC are reporting on it and all that sort of thing. This story, mm. and it's yeah, it's crazy. He uh, Perse, it wasn't comfortable either. The purse is saying that there's a rumor going around that Hills is going to do a mankini stunt like Rosie did on the horse by walking through Hoppy's car wash just to show how safe it is and doesn't scratch your cars. Well, Johnsy and Gordy have both been through the car wash on yeah. the bonnet of the car <laughs> just recently. Social media uh-huh. and so just get straight through. Like soap all over them and the brushes hitting them. And wearing what? Wearing clothes, like no mankinis, thank uh. you. But, you know, <laughs> shirt and shorts. And, yeah, yeah, so it's all very, very safe. It doesn't scratch your face. It won't scratch your car. There we go, Purse. Was... Like Stefan. <laughs> that's, our... <laughs> that's our first plug for hoppies uh, this morning. Hey, lots to talk about today. We're going to have a... we're gonna have Benny Icon on a little later on in the show. Here's the QRL CEO. I mean... Sensible uh, man. Yeah, yeah, we we I mean we love him, and he speaks on all matters rugby league, but particularly with this funding battle with the ARL Commission, it's got nasty. There's litigation involved, and respond to the fact that the AFL are, are sort of touting that they've got a huge war chest to come into the NRL heartlands and start to attack right from the grassroots. Well, I thought they'd been doing that for a long time. I mean, yes. I heard years ago that, you know, a mate of mine said, oh, yeah, my kids just started grade one, and about three days into the tenure has come home with the, you know, the Auskick ball and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, But they're saying there could be up to a billion dollars for grassroots funding, uh, so it's a huge war chest. So, look, he's he's fighting battles on many fronts, uh, as Benny, and he 
Dean's going to have a chat to uh, to us today. We've got Broncos um, recruit, Jaden Hunt, is going to join us as well. Um, he prepares uh, for Vegas. It's an exciting time. The, uh, the the bunnies are already gone. Uh, they're probably there by now. And uh, Jason Demetrio, basically, uh, look, he's, he's just excited for round one. Yeah, we've tried to block it out, actually, over the last month or so and then got through the game on Sunday night and then started getting some final prep done and, yeah, got up this morning buzzing, you know, bouncing around the place and Benny Ormby thinks I'm peaking too early, but, yeah, no, <laughs> pretty excited to get on the plane and get over there. I think they're all like that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's a nice little change of scenery after a hard, long pre-season yeah. I see, um, and time to play. I see our great friend Crash, who we had on the show yesterday, has tracked down uh, an old mate of yours, Colin Funky Miller, yes. who who he's lived and worked in Vegas now for the best part of two decades in the hotel industry. And uh, he issued uh, a, a warning probably just as blunt as the old police chief the other day. And he said, uh, hey, remember, boys, you don't get any prettier after midnight. And, you know, there's at least one or two scams going on all the time. Mm. So he's just reminded them that, uh, yeah, look, be, be looking after yourself if you happen to be out on the strip uh, late at night. He yeah, reckons... So those working ladies, mm. they just have to get in a bit earlier. Yes. I hope they don't hear Funky's comments <laughs> and sort of start working about from 9.30. <laughs> um, he reckons 65,000 seats at uh, Allegiant. He reckons 30 to 35 will be a good result for the NRL. And he, he also mm. said he should start targeting the kids that just miss out on Definitely. the... Yeah, on the NFL. Well, that's what that Because they're outstanding. Gonna, yeah, extending sports unearth, for, at, You know, 25 women and 25 men already. That, you just see how they do take to it and yeah. what sort of physical athleticism they've got. It'll be incredible. And they're looking to do things. There was a bloke... There's, there's players in gridiron in the old days and now football. They don't carry the ball for 10 years. Huh. So there was a bloke came out here and played for Teachers Norths in rugby, and th- he was one of them. And he just loved the fact that, oh, I can touch the ball. Several times in a go, So, yeah. so that, there's heaps to appeal to these American athletes. Uh, the, the one, you know, like, while well, Jason Demetrio is excited, and, and so is the entire squad, there are things that they have to look out for, including these smaller dimensions. So 68, 68 metres becomes 63 metres, sideline to sideline, mm. and the 100 metres becomes 94 and a half metres in length. So Allegiance just a little tighter. And he, he spoke about that. Yeah, we spent a week training on it um, just to get a feel for it, to get some understanding. And our initial thoughts were that the players didn't really feel it. But when I went, went back and watched training, it's pretty obvious that the dimensions do make a difference. Um, it's definitely going to be more defence-oriented uh, the weather, I think, will play a part as well, the cooler conditions. So um, I'm, I'm excited that we get the best part of two weeks to prep in that. Um, and we've had a week before that, before we get there as well. Uh, it, they're on grass, aren't they? As far as I know, yes. Yeah, it's a yeah, wheel-in yeah, yeah. type surface. Yeah. Uh, they, there is artificial there, but they can wheel in the, the real. Yeah. Um, and as Funky says uh, in his piece with Crash, that, you know, it's, they are just like cricket. The challenge for rugby league is to get people to watch and understand, understand. the game. It's quite hard. And so, you know, they'll measure the willingness for those American people and to, to sit, sit through it and try to learn. Yeah, of course, the Bronx have the Bunnies. Um, uh, sorry, the Bronx have the uh, Roosters. The Bunnies have Manly. And then Jason Demetrio has been oh, quite, shown his largesse when it comes to the Seagulls. 
Um, we can put some money on the bar for Manly if they want to get out. Yeah. Um, now, nah, look for us. If, if I'm explaining what, how important it is to the players, and we haven't done our jobs through preseason, we know what we're going over there for, and um, we'll make sure we spend time together. Though it's important that we enjoy each other's company. We're together for a long time, but uh, come kickoff, we'll be ready to go. You know those dimensions, those field dimensions you mentioned. Is that mm. is that standard for um, NFL? Must be. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure, but yeah, 60, 68 becomes sixty three. So sixty eight yards and a hundred yards. No meters, they say. No, sixty eight uh, yards becomes sixty three meters. Or no, our, no, is no, that these, our normal these are meters for footy. Yeah, yeah. for a rugby these league. are meters. Yeah, so sixty eight meters oh, becomes sixty three in a legion, and a hundred becomes ninety four point five. Is, is the way I read it at the moment. Short dropouts. Yeah. Want to be careful. Kickoffs. Careful. Mm. Hey, Vanessa's joining us. I just wanted to do a little bit on this uh, early on in the show, and we'll, we'll repeat it later. I mean, uh, let's go back to uh, a very, very special day on the first Tuesday in November in 2021. At the 400 metres, a half loading artist. Here's very elegant. She's coming home. 300 to go. The mighty mare moves up to incentivise and races on by. Then floating artist, Spanish mission. But very elegant. Yeah, very sad passing in Ireland yesterday while Very Elegant was foaling. And uh, we'll have a look. We'll, we'll hear from James McDonald, uh, the jockey on that day. It, you know, provided him in, in, a, in a career of highlights so far. And, I mean, his career is so young. But uh, provided him with his with his pinnacle so far. He's uh, Even he admitted to uh, shedding a tear yesterday. So Greg joining saying, yeah, terrible news. It was terrible and news was, about Very Elegant passing. It was 2018, I think, then, wasn't he? How many wins has he piled in since then? J-Mac. J-Mac, he oh. just, yeah. He <laughs> was. And it was very elegant, I read, uh, broke the barrier 18 curse. Yeah. You couldn't win from 18 in that run. Yeah, she could win from anywhere. Yeah. Um, coming up to 6.17, Vanessa, a very good morning to you. Good morning. Welcome to Tuesday. Mm. Well, big news in Brisbane today is our police commissioner, mm. Katarina Carroll. Now, no confirmation yet, but she has given a strong indication that maybe she might not continue on in that top role when her contract comes to an end in July. She is meeting with the police minister today to discuss her future. She has been under a bit of pressure lately mm. with the youth crime crisis as well as morale amongst police officers. We've seen, uh, you know, crisis meetings and, and officers kind of saying we are completely under the pump. We're so stretched. We're not feeling supported. So, yeah, there has been a little bit of pressure on the police commissioner. So, Katarina Carroll, just to make up her mind, she's been on a five-year contract, seen the state through a lot of stuff through COVID yeah. and, you know, and lots of crises and incidents, the police shooting out in Weambilla. You know, there's been a lot going on, so whether she continues on, we will find out soon. Yeah, look, I've only had limited dealings, but uh, always been, you know, very, very easy to deal with, but yeah, one of the toughest jobs, mm, uh, that oh, particularly in the sure. current atmosphere, and uh, the business happening down on the Gold Coast with talks of revolt yep. down there, just, 
adds a little extra knife, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a tough situation. Now, look, we've been hearing the whispers about should the Australian Institute of Sport be moved from Canberra to Queensland ahead of the Olympics in 2032? The AIS chair is calling for that ageing facility in Canberra to be abandoned, says it makes a lot of sense to bring it up north. Well, our Premier Stephen Miles has joined in the debate and this is I think everything should move from Canberra to Brisbane. Uh, Canberra's an awful place. Who'd want to go to Canberra? Why would we send our best athletes to Canberra when they could be here in Queensland experiencing uh, the superior weather here, the great lifestyle? He loves to poke the bear, doesn't he? Mm. Canberra's an awful place, <laughs> says Miles. Went a bit hard there, didn't he? I know. The, the reason we send them to Canberra is that's where all the coaches are. <laughs> yes. Uh, well. So let's get them up here. Mm. And how much money you got? <laughs> well, money talks, doesn't yeah, that's it? Right. Yes. But there's there's no doubt it should be here. And if it's not here, an international academy will be set up. Mm. for all those, uh, you know, athletes who want to come and have a look. And Queensland is very overrepresented in the Olympic teams mm. often. You know, there are a lot of homegrown stars from here. So well, particularly the swimmers. Space. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, they tend to all come here because it's so, well, it's not pleasant training in the middle of winter, but it's a hell of a lot more pleasant than, than Canberra. Canberra, I mean, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and look, the uh, term we're banding around lately, the Swiftonomics, which is, you know, all the money being pumped through into Australia through through Taylor Swift's concerts. We've got the figures in from the three days of her Melbourne tour. She's now in Sydney. But there was a boost in Melbourne of $174 million in spending. So that's in things like our mm. restaurants and cafes and supermarkets and spending all around around the town. Uh, it, in total, they're saying, you know, millions of is mm. what the economic impact is. Um, that's just in Melbourne alone. Four shows in Sydney this weekend. Um, so, look, what what cost of living crisis? Well, I see she's giving a little <laughs> bit back, isn't she? Staying at Barangaroo at the, the star there, the top floor, which goes for yes. about 38 grand a night. Incredible. <laughs> what do you want to get for 38 grand a night apart from unbelievable views but of Sydney Harbour? As well as want. a private mansion, also. So, they're saying she might stay at there at the Crown for part of it, at this private mansion for another part of it. So, look, if you've got the money, why wouldn't you? (laughs) Exactly right. She's just played the 288,000 in Mm -hmm. Melbourne. There's a spare quid lying around there somewhere, isn't Yep. (laughs) All right, Vanessa, thank you. It's just gone 6.20. We'd love you to join us this morning. That uh, Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line, 13 13 55. What's on your mind sport-wise? Give us a yell. Or the text line is 0467 736 736.